स्पाइस रेडियो रेडियो रिमझिम सुन रहे हैं आपका अब सबका प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ी में बाद दोपहर के बाय दो बज के आठ मिनट बचाते हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़र में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि ये दो एक दिन हैं आप मज़ा ले लीजिए धूप का फिर उसके बाद बरसात बरसात और ढेर सारी बरसात होने वाली है मंडे से हैविंग सेट दैट आज सिर्फ थर्सडे है कल का दिन भी अच्छा होगा परसों का भी अच्छा होगा वीकेंड तो और भी अच्छा होगा और आज हमारे स्टूडियोज़ में वादे के मुताबिक सिमसन टॉमस एंड एसोसिएट्स से मेल चौधरी आए हैं तो आइए प्रोग्राम में उनका स्वागत करें मेल हाउ यू डूइंग I'm doing great. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. I'm looking really good today. Were you jogging or something? I, I'm a little bit more casual today. <laughs> is that is that why? I'm not in a suit? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So maybe COVID has done at least that much for everyone. Yeah, I think everyone's a little bit more relaxed, right? <laughs> more easygoing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, so uh, last time when when you were in the studios, I thought that we talked a lot about what is going on with you know. Uh, ICBC and also family law, because you guys have now moved into family law as well. But there are still ICBC cases that you have. Um, so we get a lot of calls from people asking us to ask you: uh, Can people still sue ICBC for a motor vehicle accident? It it's really hard to sue uh, regarding a motor vehicle accident now, right? Uh-huh. So in the key date is uh, May first, twenty twenty one. Okay. If an accident happened after that, it's really difficult. Mm. Now, in some circumstances, you can, but they're pretty limited. A way of thinking about when you can sue for uh, a motor vehicle accident is whenever ICBC is not going to be on the hook. Well, explain that, please. Yeah. So if if another driver is insured by ICBC or another insurance company, and it's which through, is which is rare here, right? And it's yeah. through their negligence huh. that an accident's caused. Hmm. You can't sue them. Hmm. So again, thinking about it, the whole system is designed so that ICBC will save money, hmm. right? So when can you sue somebody? Hmm. Well, if let's say there's a mechanical problem in the vehicle, hmm. so one of these manufacturers has a problem, because of that, the car breaks down and it causes an accident and injury. Hmm. You can sue the manufacturer, but not ICBC. Not ICBC. So you can never sue ICBC. Not for a, a personal injury, bodily injury claim. Ah. So uh, other examples. So another would be commercial host liability. I, people might have heard of that, but mm-hmm. but if someone is drinking at a bar or a hmm. restaurant and they're clearly intoxicated hmm. and they're by themselves. And the server should actually look into whether this person can get home by themselves safely. Or not. Yeah, that's another situation where you can sue the restaurant or bar. Hmm. So commercial host liability. Hmm. Another example would be uh, maintenance of the road. So we've all been there in in you know the lower mainland. You're yeah, driving potholes. Yeah, and I guess now is the good timing to talk about it. Right. So if you encounter black ice, or let's yeah. say the road conditions are so poor. It's obvious no one has done what they should have done to kind of alleviate the mm. the road conditions. You could sue the road contractor, or it might be that you sue the city where the road is. And then the city will sue the road contractor. Yeah, normally, what will happen is if the city has a contract with a road contractor, or the province has a, a contract, 
they'll provide in their contract that the road contractor will be liable. Mm. So they'll have an, an agreement between themselves. Right. Yeah. So in other words, all the blames for an accident or bodily harm is lifted from the shoulders of ICBC and put in on the shoulders of other people involved in that. So wherever you can pass the buck, am I using the word right or is it, am I sensationalizing it? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of what you're saying is right. Um, they still are responsible to pay for those benefits, right? Right. So for example, if you're off work completely, you're totally disabled, they'll pay disability benefits while you're off. Uh, therapy, medications, um, homemaking assistance, they are required to pay those things. Now, will they pay those things? It's it's tough to know. Like okay. I get Okay, so, I have yeah. I have a, I have a I have a case uh, of a person that I know that is associated with us uh, went through the whole thing last year, broken bones, uh, needed um, because this person was a stay-home mom. They did not, uh, it wasn't that, according to ICBC, wasn't that serious a case. But for her recouping, they needed to get equipment at home or she needed to go and get, you know, whatever she needed to get done at physiotherapy. All that was with great difficulty. The guy had to spend hours on the phone to even get something done. And I find that, I find that people like him that fall through the cracks. People who are squeaky wheel, they mm -hmm. get their things done. Right. The people that make noise. Yes. Yeah. Called manager. Yeah. Um, show your frustration on people. Right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and that's, I think that's somewhat the way the system is set up, right? Because if you think about it, it's all, no lawyers involved now, right? That's mm -hmm. the way they have it set up. So you get a call and hopefully the person that you're dealing with is a person who's quick mm. and efficient, mm. or hopefully they're not just overwhelmed with work on their file. But if they are, then when are they going to get to it? You know, between you and me, um, if I ever got into a car accident now and I was asked to go and uh, I'm not going to get anything, any money for suffering, pain or whatever, but I would have to get physiotherapy and things like that with my busy schedule, I am not going to take 40 minutes out to go to a physiotherapist, 40 minutes sit there, 40 minutes come back. I'm not going to do that. I didn't even do it with my other accidents, etc. There are a lot of people like me who do not have the luxury of spending over two hours, uh, two and a half hours a day to look after themselves because, you know, every, every minute counts in their job. So all this hogwash, I'm calling the hog, this is my word, hogwash, about you can get your uh, prescriptions paid, your... Uh, physiotherapy looked after, your well-being looked after, is hocus-pocus. And the other thing you mentioned is, well, passing the buck. Well, just on that line, now, if you've got Pacific Blue Cross or you've got an extended health company, they've got to pay first. Wow. So, you know, if you're going for physio, going for treatment, 
these companies are supposed to pay first, and then ICBC is responsible. So even for physiotherapy and med- med- medical expenses? Medical expenses, that's right. Wow. So you can imagine, like it's already hard enough to get through and get things approved. Right. Now you throw in a wrinkle like that. So now you got to wait for another insurance company to see if they'll cover the expense. And then you go back to ICBC. Now, sometimes adjusters are, are good and they won't make you go through that step. But that's there for them where they can do that. And sometimes they do. So it's very sad that people cannot sue um, for a motor vehicle accident. They cannot sue ICBC because it's a no-fault insurance. Right. You know, it's something you and I were just talking about before air. We went on the air. Yes. So a long time ago, so I was practicing in Alberta yes. before. So I articled there and I practiced for, I think, about two to three years. Mm. So just before I was leaving, they brought in, in Alberta, mm. what's called the minor injury cap. Okay. So okay. we know about that here. Which we had uh, in 2019. Right. Yes. Um, so we had that very briefly here. Right. For one year. Yeah. So <laughs> back. So the reason I tell the story is I just recently... Um, you know, was involved in a case where I settled it and his accident was in Alberta. Right. And I involved Alberta Council there too. So back then, there's a big scare in Alberta because the minor injury cap was coming in. Hmm. So all many lawyers actually who were doing personal injury moved here hmm. for some of them. So now what we've got is a situation that's completely reversed because yes. we can't even bring a claim here no. for ICBC cases. Yeah. In Alberta, the case, you know, that, that settled, it was a good amount of money. Right. Because the courts have kind of gone through the legislation and right. poked some holes through it. Yeah. So it's actually something you could still do in Alberta. Yeah, but not here. Not here. Do you think all those loopholes that are in Alberta are being all plugged in here? <laughs> it, well, maybe that's why the government didn't even give uh, yeah. the minor injury cap a, a chance. A chance. That's right. right because they, they knew. They went right through. Yeah went on to the next thing, yeah. even even though they were saving money with the minor injury cap. Yeah, wow, so. wow. Mel is here till uh, 3 o'clock, and we're going to talk about many different things, okay? Um, in family law, um, there are, you know, when divisions happen, you have to settle your estates and things, and I want to ask you questions about that. Some very simple common sense questions, but they really are not, because... When the law gets into a common sense thing, it doesn't remain common sense anymore. It becomes something bigger than that. It's kind of a fitting comment by you <laughs> about what we're going to talk about. So. Okay. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back with Mel Chaudhary talking about family law. Spice Radio or Radio Room, Jim Sundriyan, Gapshapka program hai. Mel Chaudhary, Art Simpson, Thomas and Associates ki taraf se humare saath hai. We're going to be talking about, I asked you a question about can we still sue ICBC for motor vehicle accidents and we've covered that. If anybody has any questions on that, do give us a call. We are here till 3 o'clock. Um, what about dog bites? People take their dogs out for walking and uh, anything, can you enlighten us on that please? Yeah, so that's that's something that comes up every once in a hmm. while and it's important for people that are injured from it but also important for the owners. Right? Mm. Because if you've got a dog and the dog hurts somebody, mm. you can be held responsible for that. Right. So um, the common law, there's a law that's really old, right? Yes. Um, so what we talk about lots of times 
in motor vehicle accident claims is negligence. Yes. So with dog bites, that also applies. Yes. So from you know what we've talked about before, negligence means doing what's reasonable to avoid foreseeable risks okay. of harm to other people. Okay. Can you elaborate that? Yeah. So if you've got a dog mm. and you should know that the dog could cause injury to other people. Like a pit bull or something like that. Yeah. And you know that. Then you've got to do something to ensure that people don't get injured. Mm. And and people that you would expect might get injured, okay. right? So an example one would be like mail carriers. <laughs> you you leave your dog out in the yard. Um, there's a gate, and the mail carrier comes in. You know your dog is vicious, and you just leave your let your dog do what he's going to do, right. he or she's going to do. Yeah, I mean that's wrong, right? That, that uh, on many different levels. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're probably not going to get your mail. No, um, <laughs> but. The law basically recognizes that yeah. you're the owner. That's you're right. the one in a position who's going to know if there's a problem with the dog. You've got to take some steps to protect. I bet. I bet there have been many cases with the post office and 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 uh, dog bites. Yeah, I bet there has. Mm. Um, we kind of laugh about it, but mm. that's got to be a real no, real hazard of the job, of course, right? Of course. So uh, that's negligence is one thing, but you so you've got to show. Um, that there's a foreseeable risk. Mm. There's another principle called scienter. Mm. I'm hope I'm hoping I pronounce that right. Mm. <laughs> it's an old term, right? Okay. Um, so basically, what it's meant to do is, in certain circumstances, people don't even have to be negligent necessarily, but it's their dog and they're responsible for their dog. And if the dog bites somebody, right. they're, they're going to be held responsible. So what what that entails is first you've got to show that the person is the owner of the dog. So this is the person you're suing. And then you've got to show that that person knew that their particular dog had a uh, history yeah. of trying to bite people. Ah. So the dog doesn't have to bite, been successful. Let's mm. say it's a, you know, it's a mean-spirited dog, but not very smart, and it can't bite who it wants to bite. Right. That's enough. Yeah. And then the... Third thing is the owner has to be aware of this type of behavior by the dog. And if the owner is not aware, then that's one thing that's not in... Then you can't, you can't yeah. prove it based yeah, yeah. On, on this particular principle, right? right? right. But if the owner is being... Um, they've got their head in the sand <laughs> and, they, and they should know, well, that's not an excuse then. Yes. So... So that's basically the two types of claims you can make regarding a dog bite. Okay. So one would be based on negligence. Yes. And the other one is on this other principle called scienter. So in scienter, you don't even have to show negligence, mm. right? Like let's say um, somebody is aware that their dog does this, mm. bites people. Mm. And um, once they're aware of this and they're the owner of the dog, mm. if the dog goes and bites somebody, even if they take efforts to try to avoid it, mm. they're, still, they're still going to be on the hook. What do you think about that? I, I think I think that is right. It should be like that. I'm not that crazy about pets, so I am going to take the 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 most difficult and stronger view of this. Yeah. If you have a pet, then you have to look after the pet, and you have to make sure that your pet does not hurt anybody. It's almost like owning, you know, having your own child and your child going and <laughs> busting somebody's head. You're responsible for that. 
Well, and, and the thing, I guess, is who should be held responsible? The person who's the victim, who has no idea who the dog is, you know, what the dog's uh, past is, or should it be the owner? The owner of the dog. I think you're right. Yes. Uh, it's, just, it's just a way of um, attributing responsibility, right? That's right. For something that might go wrong. Yeah. So there was a case not too long ago, uh-huh. um, and, you know, it's a case that I pulled up just to kind of take a look at this issue because it's yeah. been a while. So it's a 2022 case, Garside versus Dugan, mm-hmm. and it was decided in the B.C. Supreme Court. Really? So it's always interesting to read the facts. Yes. Right? Okay. Because the legal principles can get a little bit boring sometimes. Right. So this is a situation where you had uh, two ladies, uh-huh. and they were good friends. And their two dogs were good friends. Okay. So on the one hand, you had a pit bull, mm-hmm. and on the other one, I believe it was a boxer. Okay. Well, both of them pretty, you pretty know, aggressive dogs. Yeah, yeah. you got to be careful <laughs> with both. Um, so they're friends. Okay. So one of the owners had a second dog. Acha. So probably, I think, a little bit of a smaller dog. Uh-huh. And the two owners were the best of friends. Their the two, two, dogs, were their two friends. dogs were the best of friends. But? But the one dog of the other owner yes. didn't like the second dog. Or they didn't get along for whatever reason. Okay. Within themselves. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So you can imagine in the same household, there's yeah. a, two dogs. Yeah. And so the dog from the other household yeah. liked one of them, yeah. but not the smaller one. Yeah. So they're having a function, you know, they come, somebody comes over to one of their houses. Yeah. And the thing is, both of them know about these things. Yes. They both know because they spend time together, their dogs right. spend time together. Right. They know, don't let the big dog mm. from the other household yeah. interact with the small one. Right. So they come, the lady comes over with her big dog and yeah. the other ladies at home, she's got her two dogs. Yeah. She leaves the small one inside. Yeah. The other one's outside. Mm. And uh, the dogs let out of the car. So it's, you know, the two big dogs are playing with each Mm. other. And then the owner who has the smaller dog Mm. is at the door. Mm. And somehow the dog gets out. Oh. Oh. And uh, they should know that that shouldn't happen. No. So in that case, what ended up happening is the judge. So just another story just to back up there. Another fact. When the dogs were going at it. The small dog was, you know, in it, involved with the bigger dog. The owner who owned the small dog right. tried to intervene. Yes. So she tried to get the big dog off. Yeah. And she got bit. Ah, by her friend's dog. That's right. So um, that was the first time that happened. Yeah. And the dog that bit her isn't known to attack humans. No. Very nice, very friendly. So... The friendship, Mm. I don't know if it's completely over, (laughs) but it was enough for a lawsuit to be brought. Wow. And then damages, right? Right. Pain and suffering, loss of income. Um, So basically, the long and short of it is, the person who sued, who was injured, didn't get anything. Did not get anything? No. And the reason for that... Oh my God, I would have thought the other way around. Well, the reason for that is that they both knew the situation. Yeah. the owner of the dog that, you know, did the biting yeah. didn't, couldn't do anything about the fact that the other owner brought the brought small the dog out. Small dog out. Oh, and there, I see. And her understanding was when she was going to come over, yeah. the small dog's going to be kept inside and separate right, apart. Right, right, right. So, you know, one of the findings was, well, 
what could she do, right? Uh, and remember that other principle we mm, talked about? Mm -hmm. so there's negligence mm. and there's scienter. Mm. Well, if scienter was made out, so basically it, negligence wouldn't matter. But one of the conditions of that principle is that the dog has to have shown uh, past behavior yeah, attacking behavior people. Behavior. Yeah. People. And so that wasn't proven. not do that. That wasn't proven. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the law isn't always what you would think it would be, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very beautiful story for yeah. people to sort of, oh, that's a lovely story. Uh, I would have thought that, you know, um, because of pain and suffering and loss of income and all that, she would she would get something. But, you know, that's why they say law is, whenever you have a picture of law, it's blindfolded. So it sees the, the, the stuff that you present, the evidence that you present, and it's according to the evidence that the decision is given, isn't it? Yeah, and now thinking about this, though, I yeah. know you said, well, you would have thought otherwise, yes. right? But can we rationalize this, like morally? No, I guess not. I think we can, the, can de we? the decision. Yeah. Well, because think about it. Both of them knew each other. Mm. They had a history, right? Mm. They knew about each other's dogs. The person who had the dog that bit her mm. was understanding that the small dog would be kept out of harm's way. Mm. So the other owner, the, the victim, I guess mm. you can say, brought her dog out. Mm. So she kind of created the situation in mm. a way. I think that's kind of how the, the courts... How the decision came out. Yeah, the courts interpreted it. So they basically they found that the other owner really didn't do anything wrong. Mm. And her dog did not have a history of biting people. No. So... I hope they're still friends. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. If you have a, a case like this or you've heard of something or you are puzzled about a, a decision like this, because I am puzzled, uh, give us a call at 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863. Mel is going to be here till 3 o'clock. Um, Mel, if people wanted to connect with you personally, um, where can they contact you? 604-689-6889-8888, which is a very simple telephone number, and they can ask for you, and yes. they can be transferred to you. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Spice Radio or Radio Room Jimson, program Sometimes, you know, Mel, I think we should have whatever we are talking in between commercial breaks. That should also go on air. <laughs> Maybe we'll tape, you should tape that and yeah. we'll play it afterwards. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The outtakes. Right. I want to talk about family law. That's, that's a, uh, a department that you guys are excelling now in. And um, family law is a huge, um, a lot of things come under family law, right? Yeah. You know, so we were, you know, we were doing yeah. personal injury and personal yeah. injury there's so many cases in courts. Right. Maybe the next thing, or maybe tied, or maybe more. Yes. Family law. Family yes. law cases are always in court. So there is a lot. It's a very broad area, just mm. like you said. It deals with divorces. It deals with um, separations. Mm. And then what do you have to do? You have to divide your property. Mm -hmm. You have to come up with a way of equalizing the family finances. Mm. So if you've been married a long time and, mm. you know, you're other spouses, your spouse is doing a lot better than you, then mm. you're entitled to support, mm -hmm. most likely. Um, care for the children, mm. so support for the children. So all these things are there. What about splitting stuff like pets? How do you split pets? So that's an interesting one, yes. right? 
Okay. Because we were talking about dog bites. I thought we'll talk yeah. about pets. So before we talk about it, yeah. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Okay. So let's say a couple has a dog. Hey, I want the listeners to also, uh, you know, call in as well on this one. Okay, sure. ask a question. Sure. So 604-280-1200. Please write down this number and call right away. Or 604-299-8863. I will give away movie tickets if they give the right answer. How about that? That sounds good. Okay, so let's ask your question. So let's say there's a couple. They've been married for 10 years or so. Okay. Now they get a dog, you know, in, in year five. So okay. They, so they've got a good atta- time, amount of time to attach to the dog. That's right. Now uh, the one person uh, buys the dog. The one person um, buys all the supplies for the dogs, uh, gets insurance, takes care of all of that. And um, they're both, you know, they both are attached to the dog, right? They both obviously care about the dog. But the other partner, for whatever reason, has a bit of a stronger attachment. Hmm. And the dog seems to have a stronger attachment to the other person. Hmm. Now, uh, firstly, it's going to make the the person who bought the dog not feel so good, hmm. right? Yes. Um, but now let's say this, the couple splits up. Hmm. Who's likely to get the dog? Okay, who's likely to get the dog? All right, I'm not going to answer just as yet because I want our listeners to answer the question. 604-280-1200 or 604-299-8863. Um, we've got a caller online. So I don't know the answer, but you don't. You know the answer. So line four, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, so who should how get? So so who should get the dog? Uh, the one who is very attached to the dog, actually, and one who is. Uh, Doing everything for the dog. Okay, I that that, that uh, makes sense, right? Like logically, that makes sense and makes you, makes you right feel answer? better. So, according to the law, yeah, if you, if you know, so each case is very different, right? So sometimes judges, what they'll do is they'll feel a moral obligation to one side, yeah, and they can make a decision based on that but on they, the moral obligation. Yeah, but they've got to support it with the facts. Okay, okay, so they'll kind of go around a little bit, yeah. and, and get get there. But, Stay with us, caller, okay? But the way the law works is the pets are not seen as part of the family. Ah. They're more seen as property. <gasps> so who has the greater property right? The one who bought it. Well, that's what you would think, right? Yes. So I would say that most likely that that has to be factored in. Yes. But now, practically speaking, if... The two, the couple, you know, they're, they both care about the dog. Let's say the person who actually <laughs> bought it mm. um, knows that this dog is going to suffer without the other person's yes. involvement. What should happen practically yeah. is yeah. they should make some type of an arrangement right. where uh, the compensation is offset somewhere else yeah. so the other party can have the dog. But, but as a matter of right, right, you know, nothing is set in stone in law. But it, it, it favors the, it favors the person who put more into the dog, like bought it and okay. did things like that. So caller, yeah. So I don't think you won, but I think we're gonna give you the movie tickets anyway. What's your name? My name is Zainab. Zainab? Yeah. Thank you so much, Krishna. Okay, Zainab, stay on the line. Okay, we want to. Yeah, stay on the line. 
Zeneb gets the movie tickets. Okay, so Zeneb thought that it should be the person who is looking after, but according to you, maybe the person who's bought the dog. That's right. Uh, well, and the thing is, if if the person who bought the dog, it's even a stronger case if let's say the dog was given to them as a gift. Ah. That's even a stronger case that it's that person's dog. Yes. Right? Because if the person bought it with the couple's money, then you can make the argument that it's combined. Mm. But if, let's say, a parent gives their child a dog, adult parent gives an adult child a dog, that's even a stronger case where it mm. should go, according to the law, yeah. to the person who was given the dog. Yeah. So the, the kid should be given the dog then. Yeah. But, but practically speaking, how could the couple and how could the judge work around it? Right. Well, they can say, well, if this person, if we make an adjustment, huh. you know, do something that according to the law, maybe she shouldn't get the dog or he yeah. should get the dog. Yeah. We'll give the other person something else. Yeah. Practically speaking, they can make that work how can you? How can you compensate instead of a dog? What, what compensation can you give? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> that, and as soon as I said it, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's hard to put a dollar figure on it, right? That's true. So it is very difficult to put dollar figure on affection, yeah, love, yeah. and something that is living. Right. So just what we've talked about here yes. right now, yes. that's the kind of issue that would come up and yeah. there's no clear consensus. Wow. But, you know, the, the law favors the person who is given the dog. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, I think we've got another caller on the line. Um, and, and if they do have... Uh, an answer or a question we will take them on air now uh, splitting assets person who has been your husband and wife the ones who are buying it together they have to split it 50 50 but the stuff that I have say for example I'm splitting up with my husband I have bought everything uh, and then we start making you know other stuff as well so I bought all the jewelry and all that stuff. Does that go with me? Well, if you bought it during the marriage. Before the marriage. Oh, before the marriage. Yes. Then that's yours. Yeah. So anything you. you bring into the marriage is yours. Right. Even if you bring, if I brought a house into the marriage. But the diff, but the but the one caveat to that, the one exception to that is, let's say whatever you brought into the marriage increases in value. Hmm. Then the two of you share that increase in value. Okay, so. The house was a million dollars, and uh, we got it got it appraised at a million and a half. So the half should be shared fifty fifty. Correct. But the million is mine. That's right. Well, that that is clear cut. So there shouldn't be any confusion in that. No, no, that is pretty clear cut. And I think you know the the idea of the law. There's been some changes made, is to make it so it is a little bit more clear. Because otherwise, what will happen is couples will just keep fighting in, right. in court and all the money, all the assets will go towards paying lawyers fees. That's true. That's true. Mel Chaudhary is in the studios. We're talking about uh, splitting, uh, a couple splitting up and who takes what. Uh, we're going to take a very short commercial break and come back and uh, have more questions for you, Mel. Sounds good. Spice Radio or Radio Room. Jim Sundriyam Gapshap ka program hai. We've got 10 more minutes with Mel. Um, we were talking about pets and in a marriage when a marriage ends, um, you know, the kids, you can divide kids. Can you divide kids? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> okay. um, you split the time. You um, split the time. 
But so just kind of like we're talking about pets. Yeah. What about the pets and the kids? So so I think a lot of people think the same kind of things that apply for kids. Yeah. In terms of the considerations of you know where does where do the kids go? Yeah. Which, which parent do they go with? Something similar should be applied for pets. Uh-huh. Some people think that way, right? Yeah. So with kids, what it is, it's the best interests of the child. Okay. That's the guiding rule throughout family law huh. for everything. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the best interest of the child. So pets are not treated like that. They're huh. treated like property, right? Yeah. No one is, you're not just looking at what is the best thing for the pet. But for kids, parents even themselves, they can't decide things between themselves that the judge will see and say, well, that's not in the best interest of the child. So I came across uh, a case recently Mm. where the couple had made uh, an agreement upon separation. Mm. And, you know, one of the the parties came back, the wife, and she wanted to undo the uh, agreement. So this is a case that's been published in the BC Supreme Court website, Mm. and that's how I came across it. And basically, the wife wanted to undo the agreement, saying that, well, I didn't, I was pressured into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an abusive marriage, mm. and I, I didn't really know what I was doing. So the agreement provided that very little child support would be paid. So mm. she'd have the kids, and the ex-husband or husband, soon-to-be ex, uh, paid very little in support, for child support. So the court said, well, doesn't matter what you guys decided early on. My job is to look at what is in the best interest of the kids. Of the kids. And for child support, I'm not going to allow an agreement just because two people entered into it before that doesn't, isn't looking out for the kids. Mm. So there are other reasons too, but that was one big reason. Wow. The judge said, no, this is going to, I'm going to change this. And I'm going to award child support in accordance what's called what's called the uh, guidelines, the child support guidelines. Wow. So what the government has done is they've come up with these guidelines. It's a, it's a formula. And based on the income of the party who doesn't have the child, mm. they're supposed to pay towards the kids. So mm. that's that's helped in a lot of ways in terms of getting around all these issues of argument. I, I do have a question on that. Sorry to interrupt you, Mel. Yes, the judge has given that decision. How easy is it for, say, for example, the person who's got the kids to get that support from the person who doesn't have the kids, who is you know, going to be giving child support? How easy is it for that person to get the child support? Or is it you have to knock on the door a hundred times to get whatever 15 $102,000 you are awarded. It, it it's really depends, yeah. right? It depends on, you're right, and that's a good point. A lot of times you'll go to court and you'll get an order yeah. and it looks great, you know? You'll, it looks like it, you'll be okay, it'll set yeah. you up. Yeah, no. But then the hard part is the next part. Yeah. How do you enforce that? Yeah. And if a person has, um, you know, a good job, then you could have the wages garnished. If the person has property, you know, that's a way of dealing with it. Hmm. So let's say the couple, on the on a early basis, they just get split up, and uh, child support's payable. Hmm. But later on, they have to deal with other things like uh, the house, cars, things like that, investments. Hmm. One way of a court to deal with it is let's say the the spouse doesn't pay their obligations. 
you can get back into court and say, well, they're not paying their obligations. Mm. There should be something done with the property of the of the marriage mm. so that it's divided in a way where the other parent with the child gets some support right off the bat. Mm. So there's things you can do. But now, what if ha- what happens if a person doesn't have any money? Mm. So the spouse is supposed to pay, you know, and they don't have much property and they're really dodgy and they just keep ignoring everything. Well, it's, that's going to be hard to get that money. Um, you know, worst case scenario, they could be in contempt of court and they could be... Thrown uh, in jail. Thrown in jail. You know, that's, that's one a, of that the remedies. That doesn't solve the problem. But that does not solve your problem. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's almost like a, a, a defamation case that I went through many years ago. So I would say in the late 80s. So uh, a newspaper printed an article. Um, it wasn't an article. It was a letter to the uh, editor saying stupid things about me. So uh, instead of just printing the letter, the newspaper guy uh, wrote his own editorial on that. That's just why I sued both of them. Yeah. For defamation of character. Yeah. They said something like she should go back to BBC to learn how to broadcast or whatever. So um, I was threatened many a times. Take your court case back, otherwise, you know, there'll be tons of people at the courthouse and you'll be embarrassed. So I said, I don't care. So I did win that. And the, the judge awarded $5,000. This is in the 80s, which is a lot of money today. Right. Right? Yeah. Never got it. Yeah. Never got it. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. So even when you're thinking about suing somebody, hmm. let's say you've got a great case. Hmm. Problem is, think about how are you going to collect yeah. once you win. Yeah. If you can't, then you spend all that money yeah. on legal fees, court yeah. expenses, and you get nothing out yeah, of it. Yeah, I think it cost me a lot of money because I think my, my legal counsel at that time was the Sanjan company. And so we did pay them for the, for that case. Right. But I didn't get anything out of it. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got, the guy was ridiculed. There were no thousands of people in the court case there, or, or in the courthouse. There was only him and me. And that right. was it. So there's a saying in law. Yeah. Don't sue for principle. That's right. So I was suing for principle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're okay with, you know, being out of pocket. Right. And not getting any money out yeah. of it, then it's That's fine. That's stupid though, in a way. Isn't it? I mean, you know, if you want to sue somebody for something, you've got to get something out of it. Otherwise, why go into the hassle of suing, right? It's not easy, too. I mean, you're no. you're putting in time, yeah. energy, emotional That's effort. Right. Yeah. Um, so lawsuits are not easy. So, you know, in a, in a split between a husband and wife, don't you think it's better that they decide, they, they go and see legal counsel, but instead of suing each other, try to um, work it out while you are with your legal counsels? So that, so just because you get a lawyer doesn't mean you can't work it out. Yeah. And in fact, what should happen is when you're trying to, so when you say work it out, you mean they're still getting divorced, but yes. just be amicable. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. But they are going to get the, they're going to split. They're going to get divorced. But instead of, you know, going to court and all those, you know, I mean, I'm talking about the TV dramas, okay? So <laughs> right. It doesn't happen like that. So it kind of goes to back what you were saying. Yeah. Remember we're talking about don't sue out of principle? Mm. So if you get, both sides get lawyers, 
And you should actually have legal advice before you settle a, even a family case. Right. So both sides have advice. They know what you know the likely outcomes could That's be. Right. Then you, why why shouldn't yeah. you be able to reach yes. a resolution? Right. Yes. Settle settle then. Because otherwise, who's going to win in the end? Yeah, it's exactly. it's just going to be the lawyers. Yeah, that's true. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying. It goes yeah. full circle. Don't sue out of principle, <laughs> right? <laughs> Think about it calmly. Yeah. Think about what what's the outcome, possible outcome here, practically speaking. And then make your decision based on that. I've decided that in every program that we do with you, I'm going to ask you about a silly case or a silly... Um, uh, you're not prepared today, but if you were, or something comes to your mind, someone who would sue somebody. Last time we talked about the nail in the in the Coke bottle or something like that. The Remember? fly in the bottle. Oh, fly in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So water bottle. A- anything like that this time? You've um, got about two minutes. Well, uh, you know, not really. I didn't. No. Yeah, I don't. I didn't come across anything like that. Yeah. I, I, I just thought the one thing that was interesting was that one case where, you know, the court said. That you know what you two are adults. Mm. It doesn't matter what you've come up with for mm. for an agreement. I'm looking after the best interests of the kids. kids. So you can't even you know you, you can't yeah. do whatever you want even yeah. by agreement sometimes in court. There you go. Yeah. One has to be very cognizant of the fact as to what are they trying to do and who all is involved in it. Right. 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 The kids and two people and the family too to a certain extent. And I think the law has that right. I think so. For kids? Yes. Because, you know, we've got to all kind of, as a society, look after them, right? They're That's not true. in a position to do so. That is very, very true. So, Mel, um, we're going to meet again next month. And it's uh, it's one of those festive months. But we will meet on the third Thursday of the month. Sounds good. Yeah. And if people wanted to talk to you, uh, we'll give the telephone number out, which is 604 689-689-8888. And if someone has some questions about ICBC claims, can they still contact you? Yeah, they can. Yeah. And, and like we talked about, you know, um, we're now, we're going to be quite busy. We've got yes. a new office opening in Surrey as well. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So that's great. So I think yes. maybe next time we can talk a little bit about that too. Whereabouts is the office opening up? Right across from Surrey Memorial Hospital. Oh, on uh, King George Boulevard. Yeah, just off of King George Boulevard. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, one block uh, south, I think. Or south? Yes, south. Right, fantastic. So we'll take the address from you for your new offices. When do you move in there? So we'll be ready to move in probably next week at some point. Oh, wow. So maybe the week after, just so it won't be as hectic. So when you come here, you would have already moved into that office and been there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I can tell you all about it then. Hey, hey. That's Mel Chaudhary from Simpson Thomas and Associates. That brings us to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow. Pankaj Gogna ji will join us tomorrow. Sadhna was supposed to be joining us, but you know all these teachers and the kids that are sick, it's all coming back. I know so, so many people that are I know. sick. It's the ARVS, Respiratory Virus Syndrome, something like that. Okay. I haven't yeah. heard I haven't heard of that one. You have, haven't you? 